0: this episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm small business insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Isn't
1: it? Isn't it just, isn't this just like kind of weird to be? This is trippy. That thing is really trippy. Holy oh, crap. Is it spinning? Yeah. Oh, God.
2: All right, you want to run it again? Yeah, let's do it a
1: couple times until okay. I get comfortable. Hello, my name is Troy Petty. And I'm Evan Thomas. And our company is Guru Games. All right, one more time. Oh, I was to go a couple more. I mean, we got time. Hello, my name is Troy Petty. And I'm
3: From Gimlet, this is the pitch. I'm Josh Muccio. This week, two founders are pitching their casino game startup, and they're a little nervous. (sighs) Will practice make perfect for these young entrepreneurs?
1: Hello, my name is Troy Petty. Hello, my name is Troy Petty. It's going to get better in a couple more. Watch, it's just exponentially going. Uh, If it was able to make it on... Yeah, yeah, and if it was able to make it on casino, and if it was able... It's good. Sm- smiling helps, honestly. Ooh, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. it's like, what was that? It was my the stomach.
4: stomach. The delivery one was good.
3: Nice. No, he no, did. While Evan and Troy work on getting their pitch down pat in Studio A, our investors are hanging in Studio B having an entirely different conversation. I think, but we managed to squeeze in a bunch of puns, because he had a couple puns, Yeah,
4: he. I had mine, you had...
3: That's Jake Chapman with GELT VC. And he gets pretty into puns.
4: I tried to do the thing with, like, let's diagnose the patient, but Howie interrupted me, and,
5: you
6: know... You interrupted me. I was, like, in the middle of my life. Don't interrupt the pun.
5: I have this cool bag. It's a really cool
3: company. I don't know if you guys have heard of Away. Away bag. Bragging about his bag is Howie Diamond, who founded the VC firm Ranch Ventures. Uh, a lot—a built-in lock
5: and two charging ports for yeah. your phone. So there's like a battery. Mark. I have
6: a Boostmark bag, yeah. which is so similar.
3: that's I, nice. That's cool. Not to be outdone is Phil Nadell with Barbara Corcoran Venture Partners.
6: Oh, it has a USB port. It has an internal scale. So you can tell if you get close to that 50 pound threshold. Yeah, mine has a laundry bag inside of it that that you can roll up.
5: Has it like a a laundry bag? Oh,
3: cool. Before our investors get too carried away, here's Jillian Manis with Structure Capital, pulling us back to what really matters.
7: I don't even watch any of this. I actually, no, I finished House Cards.
3: That's a great show,
5: right? right? Yeah.
7: Yeah. Oh, my God.
5: That is real. That blew
7: my mind.
3: Back in Studio A, Evan and Troy are finishing up their pitch practice.
1: It seems as though nobody can get the 20-somethings to 30-year-olds into their casinos. To solve this problem, Evan and I founded Guru Games.
2: How was that? That was good. Just do that in front of the people, and we'll be fine.
1: Do that
3: for And now it's time to join the investors in Studio B. And, and the new Curb Your Enthusiasm is coming out,
7: oh, which is bad. my favorite. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is That's like my number favorites. one.
5: <laughs> That's like my number one. Me too. Hi. Hey. Hey,
7: guys. Hey. of
6: the How are you? doing me.
7: Hi there, Jillian. Nice to meet you. Hi. What's Hi. your name? Hi. Evan. Hi.
6: Evan, I'm Phil. Nice to meet you. Troy Well, I'm sorry, your name again? Oh, Troy Pettit. Troy.
7: Where I'm are you Phil. from?
6: We're both from Las Vegas.
7: Right. Yes. All right.
1: At last, it's showtime. We're ready, guys. Awesome. Sweet. Hey. Hello. My name is Troy Petty. And
2: I'm Evan Thomas.
1: Our company is Guru Games. So growing up in Las Vegas, Evan and I were constantly surrounded by casinos and their games. But as we got closer to turning 21, we realized that there weren't any games that either of us wanted to play. After some research, we realized that this isn't just our problem. This is a problem plaguing the entire gaming industry. Nobody can find a way to attract the newest generation of gamers to gamble in their casinos. So to solve this problem, Evan and I founded Guru Games.
2: We're currently raising $600,000 to um, develop our team, as well as cover the legal costs with running a for-real-money gambling studio. That's, a, that's our one-minute pitch. All
7: right. Very <laughs> so, good.
3: After all their practice, when it came time to pitch, Troy ended up pulling out his phone and reading from his script. But with their one-minute pitch behind them, it's time for Evan and Troy to field some questions from our investors.
7: So tell us a bit about your background.
2: Um, so we're both UNLV engineering students. Uh, UNLV is University of Nevada, Las Vegas, yeah. if none of you guys are familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I actually started my first semester of college at Air Force Academy. Um, during that first semester, I learned that um, the military wasn't where I wanted to put my resources towards. I really kind of fell in love with like entrepreneurship and creating my own ideas. So I took that to UNLV. Me and Troy took a gaming innovation class. One of the – the person who ran that class um, – He's basically our personal mentor, and he taught us everything we know about games. If you look in a casino right now, slot machines are just traditional spinning reels, and you get a payout. There's no interaction. Um, millennials are turned off by it.
1: So... but Troy, I do want to hear about your background, too. Yeah, go oh, ahead and right. tell you your background, Troy. So my, my background is pretty much the same, except I didn't really get into the startup world until we took that class.
5: You're starting your own So you're going to partner with
2: casinos or you're going to start your own casino? um, So, exactly. We are partnering not so much with casinos. So I'll just give a quick background on how the gaming industry works. You have your casino operators who are like MGM, Caesars, um, and they can't put their own games in their Evan explains
3: that due to regulations, casinos like MGM and Caesars can't actually make their own games. So they rely on third-party vendors. There are those that design the games and those that manufacture them. The manufacturers work directly with the casinos. And what Guru Games aims to do is partner with one of those manufacturers.
2: Um, okay. What happens is we'll actually design the entire theme and the sound and the, um, the, basically all the graphics, the experience of the cabinet, and then they'll just manufacture it. Um, so all the design and all the creative control of the game falls underneath us, but they're just our distributor. They're our big partner that's gonna get us actually into the casinos.
5: And your manufacturing partner.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yes.
5: So manufacturing distributing
4: partner what does the like revenue stream look like like how does the split work and how much money would you expect to
2: um so the split um, kind of je- it it changes from company to company it all has to be negotiated um, well, what's the
6: range give us an so, idea um,
2: typical deals look like a 70 30 or a 60 40 split some can go as high as 80 20 and some can go as low as 50 50 in terms of 50 50
6: 80
3: 20 70 30. The point is, there will be some kind of split between Guru Games and their manufacturing partner.
7: So have you created the software already? Have you created the game? Yes. So created the game?
3: Yes. So you guys are game
4: developers? Yes. Both yep, exactly. of you? Yep. 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 Are you both still? do uh, We're yeah, only we're both, 20.
7: We're only 20. So
1: we're still yeah. There. yeah. yeah. So. so you
4: can't even play your game?
1: No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is illegal. Are we,
5: are we engaging
3: in the legal activity right now? We're contributing to the delinquency of a minor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At 20, Jake and Troy are certainly a little younger than the founders our investors are used to meeting. But they sound like they know their stuff. Now it's time to find out if the game can hold up to scrutiny.
1: So, uh, how many of you guys have played slot machines? All of us. All of you guys, okay. So, I'm really good at them. For everyone, so, yeah.
6: Yeah, I really good. I'm really good. <laughs> Can't stand slots. So, slot
1: you're a good slot player. Are you? So,.
4: I mean, that's what Howie's job is, basically, right? You right. just randomly pick and just see what happens.
1: What, my investment thesis? Yeah. Yeah.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah okay, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you've all played slots, so you all have uh, gotten some near misses to where you wish you could just kind of flip it and, you know, get it to actually line absolutely. up on the line, you know, and get paid for it, you know? Absolutely. You know, it, too many times you get two sevens and then you miss it by, like, a millimeter. Oh, it's okay. it's <laughs> so... Okay. Game we consistent. made a game, right? <laughs> that
3: Troy says the game is like a regular slot machine where you pull the lever and hope to get a matching row, say four cherries. Except with Line em Up, the player can actually have an impact on the outcome. After you pull the lever, you might get a chance to swap a couple of tiles around to make a match, just like a typical Match 4 game
1: such as Candy Crush or Bejeweled. And now you got this diagonal of bars. And this this right here, right. right, this line of cherries, and then you can also get this, right, right? and now you got a little a little horizontal of uh, bells, so finish, right, and you won seven dollars and fifty cents from that win. so when it comes to slot machines, you can like choose things and whatnot, but you can't actually affect your wager. This game, you can mess up on and affect your wager. This game, you can maximize your payout if given a good board.
6: One thing I'm concerned about is casinos are always focused on velocity of gambling. Velocity, also known as rounds per
3: hour. When it comes to casino games, the more rounds, the better. It seems like this would
1: slow down the velocity. Amazingly enough, for people, uh, it like the learning curve for this game is very similar to that of video poker. So if, you, if any of you play video poker, you kind of are kind of slow at first. You kind of learn like, oh, it's better to hold a pair than a high card, right? And then eventually you get to the point where you can play 400 rounds an hour. Evan and I have been playing this game for around six months, and uh, we can play 320 rounds an hour at almost perfect strategy.
6: And How does that compare with the regular slot velocity? The
1: the a regular slot velocity is uh is around four fifty.
6: Yeah, so that's a, a significant slowdown after months of your training. Yeah, but
1: but the problem is is that you get bored from playing the slot machine, right? So. It's it's sure if you get 500 rounds per hour, but that's if a person plays for the full hour. That's if it's always being played. So the
6: trade-off you're saying is this helps them to keep the player there exactly. longer, it's, even though they're playing slower.
1: Exactly. exactly. I, I,
6: I
5: know a little bit about. I've read a little bit about the the psychology behind these like game mechanics in casinos and. and Like to uh, to Phil's point, there is something called the zone. You guys are familiar with the zone. Oh
1: yep, you just don't know what you're doing. You just it's not even about winning or losing.
5: It's just the mechanics of the game Mm -hmm. and the lights and the sound are completely have been completely calibrated scientifically to make sure that you sit there for hours on end. It seems like are you saying this enhances the zone, or could this possibly take you out of the zone? Because there's been years and years of research to get people in this quote unquote zone and now this is, seems a little bit more interactive.
1: You 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 definitely get in the zone playing this game. Once you get used to the mechanic, you definitely get in the zone. Because well, how long
5: until you get used to it? Because this is sort of modifying a little bit of human behavior in terms talking, of this is a new thing, you know. Mm-hmm.
4: I don't know if it's that new, Howie. I mean, this is for people who play social games, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. play Candy Crush or Bejeweled. It's, it's that mechanic. I'm saying people who play slot machines.
2: Um, the zone works for the traditional baby boomer gamblers that's um, the bread and butter of the casinos right now. But casinos are worried about how are they going to attract that new gambler, how are they going to attract that underserved gambler that doesn't currently have a game in the market for them. They don't want to just go and sit mindlessly at a slot machine and get in the zone. They want a more interactive experience. And that's what we're trying to bring to the table.
1: Essentially, this would be what the casino calls found money because these people aren't gambling now. So any amount of money that they spend gambling on our game is found money. Mm. It's money they wouldn't have made anyway.
3: Found money. Now those are the kinds of words investors like to hear. It sounds like Evan and Troy are slowly getting the investors to take them and their company
2: seriously. Right now we're in talks with one of the biggest gaming equipment manufacturers in the country about a distribution deal. Um, So we're in early talks there, and then we've been approached by multiple online casino. um, Online casino, the people that run online casinos, um, the operators in that space.
5: You're game developers and you have relationships in Vegas that can find manufacturing partners and distributors and and they would potentially pay you for your software, for the, the, the games that you're developing. I'm curious, why are you raising
2: money? The reason we're raising money is because we're basically we've been bootstrapping this entire time, and we've gotten to the point where we need a bigger team and a um, and a full time graphic designer as well as a sound designer to start working on the full design for this game.
4: But you said if you're working with some of the distributors, that like you could take a lower split today. In exchange for having them do some of the final touches, right?
2: Yes, we lose a lot of the creative control in that aspect, Um, and that's one of the things we're really worried about. Is because innovation is so stagnant in the gaming industry, we would hate to give creative control, lose creative control to one of these big manufacturers, and then see them tarnish our game into something that we didn't want it to be in the first place.
7: Uh, I still don't understand why you need the money if you actually created a game which somebody wants. Why would you not just license it to them and start creating revenue? That's a good question. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, is, well, we're, well, you want to tackle this one? Yeah, well, we're trying to build a brand. This isn't just no, a no. product. Okay, okay, no, 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 so I'm That's saying like-, good like Yeah, yeah, so what I'm saying is um, we want our own team of graphic designers, our own team of sound designers, and for the other ideas that we have, and we want to make games that are guru games.
7: Do you right. think that might be a good idea to try to sell your first one to bring in some revenue to support that?
2: That's what we're currently that's what some of the talks that's what are you're right doing. Now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's a difference between the game getting on the floor at the beginning of the year or the game getting on the floor in a year and a half.
7: So the game is not ready to put into casinos no, it's yet not. because the, it's not at the level that you need, correct? Yes. And or to get it to the level you need, you need to add additional expertise, right? Yes. Um, we or you a-
5: partner with, or you get partners on board that can accommodate yes, but he's those. saying
7: that they lose control that way.
5: Right, but in the beginning, just to get yeah. this thing somehow, right. get it into the casinos, right. get some money being generated. No, I Maybe agree. just proof of,
7: concept, yeah, proof of concept. Get it yeah. out there. Yeah.
3: Investors are seeing the potential this game has to be huge. But they aren't seeing eye to eye with the decision to forgo the help from game manufacturers. They want to see this thing get out on the casino floor and find out if it could be a hit. But Evan and Troy are pumping the brakes.
2: We have a lot of interest from heads of like high-up positions and these casino companies who are begging for innovation. Well,
7: you could also launch this online for You're, online casinos, uh, right? Yes. You would think you could enter that market and and actually the
2: online casinos is actually less work for us um we're approaching online casinos as we speak but the problem with that is we have to figure out our deal with the big guy first because we need to see how much of the pie the big guy wants the big guy might want to say i want social casino i want online casino and i want land-based casino rights i want all those distribution channels so we want to make sure we pleasure that person first because they're our main source of revenue and Mm land-based is our main source of gaming revenue have
4: you done any like Have you pushed this game out free, like in the app store, just so someone can, like, you need data, right, to say that people do sit and play this for three hours or whatever it is. And like, what what sort of data do you have on that?
2: Well, it's basically, um, we're not promoting it. It's basically word of mouth around our friends. We're keeping it small to start. All the feedback we've gotten from our players so far is this game is addictive. Like, I can't stop playing it. I would love to play this in a casino.
7: Remind me again what you're raising and the valuation.
2: We're raising 600000 and we do, are not going for a specific valuation.
7: Right.
2: And then, like, if we have, like, down the road, we can talk more specifics about how that convertible note looks. Um, how much have you raised? Uh, we actually, today is our first day that we're starting fundraising, so we're kicking off with a bang, I guess you would say. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right at the end of the pitch, Evan and Troy drop a bit of a bombshell. These investors are the first investors they've pitched, which would explain the nerves. But once you get past the stumbles and stammers, they have a good product. Let's see if their first try was enough to hook our investors. Here's Jake kicking us off.
4: I I like what you're doing. I know the casinos have a huge problem with millennials. um, And millennials prefer table games, but the table games aren't generally as profitable. And the slots are used to be the bread and butter of the casinos, and they're sort of dying out, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So I get that. And I think this is a really interesting solution to that. Um, I would recommend you you either sign a deal with a third-party um, game studio, just license the game out, or get into one of these online casinos and not make this one game like what you're trying to stake your whole business on. Like take a haircut on it, but get the revenue through the door and focus on that as your fundraising. Keep – most of the company to yourselves, right? You don't need to sell a bunch of equity with this kind of business. You have one decent hit and you get your name out in the world with the revenue coming in, and then that second game, you you hire the full team and then you really build the brand. I don't think you have to do that on the first game. But we need to see some sort of traction first. And so like for that for that reason I'm going to pass Jake's out. Here's howie. You have some like anecdotal validation yeah. through these
5: conversations, which is awesome. Like those are great signals. Like that doesn't happen every day when these casino heads, you know, react the way that they do. And I also think, believe it or not, your age, you should use that to your advantage. Like there's people that want to help. You know, you like kids. You know, you guys are taking initiative. It's amazing. You're still in college, but you're like thinking entrepreneurial, and you 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 should leverage that to get people to help you. Um, I think that if you continue to explore this and like get the data, like Jake was saying, put it into casinos, start getting those metrics in terms of like you know, time at machine, velocity, all that sort of stuff, then I think that becomes a m- much more exciting and interesting thing for me to want to get involved in because it's like, wow, this is like kind of on the bleeding edge of where casino games can go. But for all those reasons, right now I'm going to pass, but I'd love
6: to like see where it goes and maybe revisit it in the future.
3: Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Howie's out.
6: Here's Phil. I think I think it's a cool idea and I applaud you guys at such a young age for pursuing it. For me it's a simple decision because I don't invest in pre-revenue companies so I'm going to pass, okay. but keep up the the good work. You guys no, are onto you. something. 3 out of 4 investors have passed. Only Jillian
3: remains.
7: So, I have never played Candy Crush, I've never played Bejeweled, I don't know anything about games, Um, I have played a slot machine, that's true, and with my late mother, I did play some uh, online poker, but other than that, I have really no great, uh, really no deep knowledge of this. And so because of that, I am passing. But I want to say, because one of the things that we all like to do is with an early stage investors, you're really going to need people who add value. It's not just the money. So I know you'd like my money. I know you like all of our money. But the fact is, is that with that, it comes nothing. I like have an empty head about this so seriously. And when my children listen to this podcast, they will all be not. Their head, like she, you do not want her on board. Um, But, uh, but I that's true about every investment that I want to, ooh, ooh, that will come back and haunt you. (laughs) I'm just thinking to myself, why don't you know about this space? It is such a huge space. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. For uh, thank you. Really um, we will it. definitely be watching out for you.
3: On the when we come back, our investors speculate on what Ooh. makes a casino game a success. And I'll talk to Evan and Troy about what it was like to pitch in the white hot spotlight. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively
0: by State Farm. We talked to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show and one thread that connects them all, they're not just pitching their business, they're pitching themselves. Because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company, it's their whole life and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies that fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. Small business owners know that it's not just business, it's personal. Your business is your life and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know what it takes. They can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. And they live and work in your community. So you're not just getting an insurance plan, you're getting that personal touch. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
3: Welcome back. Now that our young entrepreneurs have headed home, let's hear what the investors were thinking during the pitch.
7: You know, this is such a deficit of mine. I know nothing about gaming and it's yeah. killing me. Zero. I don't play them. I don't, the video yeah. games I big, don't do. Especially
5: with VR, it's, it's, it's going to be huge. It's already a big space but uh, it's going to be yeah. bigger.
4: The content creators are, are really hard. I mean, I think these guys are, are sharp and they're, they're working on an interesting niche yeah. for sure. Yeah. But um, when it comes to new social games, like, mobile apps basically like i think predicting which next studio is going to be huge like how could you have picked angry birds or no. or candy crush candy crush is the exact same game model candy as or pokemon bejeweled or
7: see pokemon oh. i know I know every Yeah, but would you, would you have
4: predicted that Pokemon would have
5: done? No, it? like, but I played like a game. It's like
7: investing yeah. in movies. That, oh, I do play you know, it's Pokemon. Like it's an
6: amazing game. movies or Broadway shows. You know, it's the same thing. It's great. You invest about, in the game. I love the
7: Pokemon. It's but.
6: just like gambling. You're it's, trying to pick winners. And then yes. six months yes. later, yes. someone else comes out with a game that's a similar concept, but a little better, a little that's cuter. It. Boom, they're yes. out. Their, mecha- their game, did it? It's
5: it seemed like it was helping you increase the probability of winning. winning
7: which I agree I yeah. thought you were going to say that
6: well, that's you fake know, just, they yeah. still they they still have like a cap on it they, right. they you know right. they control if you saw how many times it took him they control how often that the the line them up opportunity comes up, yes. yeah, and then within that you know you right. have four options. You can only go, you can only, you know, you can only right. get so far. Yeah. So, so that's like all math like I control. I feel like the use,
5: the, by the, math. the 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 player will start to figure out that it's like kind of a gimmick at some point. Is like oh, any- it's not actually making me win more. It's just kind
7: of. But like... But don't they all? I mean, isn't that? I'm just the whole more concerned
6: thought? about the velocity. You know what they said? People are going to play longer. But you know what? If you slow down, play. That's, that's, that's a there's really, an amazing book. I think it's called the
5: zone that talks yeah, about there
7: is a how there.
5: much science goes into getting people to sit. And seriously, the most astonishing takeaway from that book was that when you're in the zone as a player and you when you win money when you actually win a jackpot or you win, they are upset because it takes them out of the zone. It's not actually about winning or losing. It's just about uh, a a departure really? from their life.
7: Really? Yes,
5: it's a departure from <laughs> reality. Really it brings them into this new kind of like digital And they whatever. do everything
6: at the casinos to, yeah. to encourage you to stay in that zone and, and to continue the pace. Right. You know, everything right, the from right? the lighting to the air temperature. Yeah.
7: You want to help out.
6: They're learning a lot. Like oh. they're great. They're
7: gonna. They're oh, gonna to do be well. twenty years old. Yeah. You please. know, and making games. And by the way, Definitely. good for them that they were engineers. These yeah. two kids, yeah. engineers. And I, I just thought that was just. I don't know. I love they're them. Still in school, and here they
6: you are. You want pitching. to give their little hugs. No, they can
7: get. He got a
4: little emotional too. I think they did. He looked a little bit like he was tearing Aww. up. Oh, no oh, way. I
6: look, oh, now oh, I want to invest.
7: Oh, I just now I'm going to write a Actually, I really thought about just saying let That's part I'll of $10, they <laughs> and then Wait, their Ten thousand
6: dollars. was
7: I was really thinking of giving them just ten thousand dollars. Just
6: to kick it off. Just to kick yeah. it off. Oh, that would be nice. Go. It's not too late. Go ahead. I dare you.
7: I actually might do that. <laughs> I dare you. Oh, Don't bite me. dare you. Really?
5: <laughs> Phil, why are you
6: passing I, on this deal? Well, Howie, it's I, too much of a gamble for me.
5: <laughs>
6: I'm not yeah. gonna take this kind of crapshoot.
4: Oh, oh uh, there we go. I think the okay. odds are a little too high.
6: The odds are very there's so They're, many punches. they would be too low, I think what you'd say.
7: What why can't I figure out these really quickies <laughs> I, that you guys do? What's wrong with me? Low.
4: I I don't roll the dice with my investor's money. Oh, Oh, there it is. Oh,
7: my God. I have nothing. That's the
4: winner. That's the winner.
3: (laughs) A few months later, I called up Evan and Troy to hear where things are today with Guru Games. Let's just start here. I want to know, that was your first pitch, right, guys? Like, what was
2: that like? Um, it was kind of crazy. It was very different for us. Um, we had only pitched in a controlled setting to like advisors and mentors of ours. So it was really crazy to get a get the chance to actually pitch real investors, and that would kind of kicked off uh, all the pitches we started doing after that. So it was it's a really good way to like um, get our feet wet and you know start to learn how to do these kind of things. All right. So I kind of want to
3: relive the pitch from your guys's point of view um, when you came on our show. Do you guys remember the morning of like how were you feeling? Did you have nerves?
2: Well, we definitely had nerves. <laughs> they were pretty bad. I was pre- I was feeling pretty sick that morning.
1: Yeah, I didn't sleep that day. <laughs> we just kind of were at the airport and yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think definitely it was it was different because like you had such a short amount of time to do the pitch and uh, like all the cameras and everything I thought was like, that, not the cameras, the microphones and everything. I thought that that threw me off a little bit, but it was a cool experience for sure. So a lot of firsts,
3: you guys were going into it pretty excited, obviously nervous. What do you remember like what happening in the room?
2: So we walked in, we were practicing, we were like, man, I wish they would just come in already because uh, we'd, we'd like to start, like we don't want to forget what we're going to say. We knew as soon as they walked in that um, all the nerves would go away and it just would be really natural. So how many times did you guys practice it? 10 or 11 times you practiced that opening, right, Troy?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) For
3: the record, I was waiting for you guys to finish up before I sent the investors down. (laughs) I thought you guys were going to come up, and then we would start. And uh, you guys kept practicing. So I figured you needed the practice. (laughs) So I'm curious. um, There was this moment when you guys were pitching, where it was right at the beginning, you had been practicing with note cards, Troy and Evan. Were you guys both using note cards or just you, Troy?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I think I was. No, 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 I was using my phone. I had uh, the Google Notes Oh, I think okay. I had open. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like kind of froze up for a second when, uh, you know, with the mics and everyone not saying anything at once. It kind of, uh, kind of uh, made me freeze up a little bit.
3: Right. And then you you whipped out your phone, right? Like during the actual pitch. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: Well, that's embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I did. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I did. Wow, that was, that's, wow. No, yeah.
3: (laughs) It's a traumatic memory. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, it's a traumatic memory.
3: (laughs) So, So Evan, like, what were you thinking when he whips out
2: his phone during the pitch?
3: Did you think for a second, like, oh, I should step in and like... Start talking.
2: No, because I didn't want to step on Troy's shoes. I was I was gonna let him um, step on trip him, on his own shoes, and then I would pick him up after the fact. Funny story.
1: <laughs> it's actually funny you bring that up because literally before the pitch started, I said, "Don't help me in any way. <laughs> like if I if I fall on the ground, like don't help. Like I'll figure it out."
3: Why did you tell him that?
1: Because I I think it's you know it's better to struggle through it. I'm I'm a much better I think I'm much better at pitching now because of that experience.
3: Like what what would you say is the biggest difference comparing that first pitch to maybe how you pitch your company right now?
2: I believe when we pitched the first time, we had pitched it as a um, strictly we're going after land-based casinos. And there's just so many other different routes for us to take to get to market that we um, didn't realize in the first place and didn't really explore enough. Um, We're working with a social casino company to get Um, basically free to play versions of our games up on casinos, say on like your phone or like on Facebook. So, like that, it's really that online side that we really um, found better for us, a better match for us, um, because that's where our expertise lied and allowed us to ignore the hardware. Um,
3: So you've kind of put the the casino thing on the back burner. You're pursuing uh, social casinos, exactly.
1: But we we haven't been exactly sitting on our hands either. We've have (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) No, no. Like during during that time that we've been trying to uh, market that, we've built uh, five or six other games and we're working on a Clash of Clans game currently. You said you guys have worked on six games since then? Yep. That's a lot. What we really learned from the judges after our pitch was that this is definitely a hit uh, a hit-driven market, and that uh, uh, we decided to just take as many cracks as 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 we uh, possibly could. So maybe line them up isn't our biggest success, but we have a lot of other tries to go ahead up.
3: So have you been in touch with any of the investors
2: since then? Um, I've talked to Jake since then, um, just because Jake offers a lot of really good advice, and he's a very um, straight shooter, so he gives us a lot of uh, good advice about um, just ways that we can improve, and Phil actually connected us with our who we're gonna be using for our sound company, for our games in the future. So it was really cool for them to for Phil to go ahead and sync us up because I think yeah. um our two companies have a lot of good synergy there.
3: Did you raise the money you were you were looking for that you were asking for on our show?
2: So that was something that um our new advisor kind of turned us around upon. Um, Randy basically said, there's no reason for us to raise money right now, and we should get as far as we need to go without raising money.
3: So how do you guys, how are you guys funding your company? Are you, uh, do do you have capital? Do you have like friends and family money invested? Like, how are you guys building this?
2: So nothing we do really requires capital. Um, We don't have any employees right now. Me and Troy do basically everything. The only thing that we pay for is legal. Um, And so we both have part-time jobs we do on the side. Um, We're still finishing up our schooling. And so we're just kind of doing this with whatever time we've got left over after that. Um, We're really pouring in a lot of time after school between jobs, just trying to make this a success with, um, kind of just bootstrapping with what we've got. I, th- I think
3: there are actually a lot of advantages to being the age that you guys are and building what you're building. And it's not like you're your age, but you're completely unqualified. Like you guys are totally qualified to be doing this because of your backgrounds and because right. of even your day job. So it's, it's, it's exciting, but there's still like people are, are going to root for you more and care about you more just because you guys are young and doing this.
2: I think on the other side of things, though, um, the age has definitely hurt us a lot because there's been some sales meetings where we walked into where they treated us like we were just college students or like um, oh. they would like congratulate us on how far we've gotten, but never really take us ser- taken us seriously. So, um, in an industry like this where age and connections really determine how far you go, um, it's been a big barrier for us thus far.
3: That must have been really frustrating. Does it happen often?
2: Enough to realize that. Um, at some point, there we we'd have to address this problem in, some, in terms of um, bringing in like a heavy hitter. I would say,
3: uh huh, or growing some facial hair or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> some facial hair.
3: All right, guys. Thank you again. Thank you. Uh, we should touch base sometime. I want to hear how things keep going. When do you guys graduate? How many years are you out?
1: One more. One more One year. more, Just the fall and this uh, spring. For both so, of you.
2: No. Yep.
3: Gosh, that's crazy.
2: I know, right? <laughs>
3: It would be easy to write these two kids off as wannabe entrepreneurs. They're 20, bootstrapping without any capital. But instead of getting drunk at frat parties or God knows whatever I was doing in college, they're running guru games between classes and on their weekends. And so maybe they're having a hard time getting other people to take them seriously, but they're taking themselves seriously. That makes a difference. And they've got a pretty good head start on their competition. So I wanted to let you know that we're hiring a producer for our show. If you want to work with our amazing team, head to the Gimlet website. And if you have thoughts on today's episode, we'd love to hear it. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at The Pitch Show. Or send us an email at thepitch@gimletmedia.com. at gimletmedia.com. Our website is thepitch.show. You can subscribe to our newsletter where each week we send out extra behind-the-scene goodies. You'll find it at gimletmedia.com newsletter. If you're enjoying The Pitch, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others to discover the show. We are actively looking for early stage startups for our next season to be recorded in August. So it's coming up. If you or someone you know is building something unique, go to thepitch.show slash apply and fill out the form. To hear scenes from next week's episode, stay tuned till after the credits. Our show was produced by me, Josh Muccio, Asta Chaturvedi, and Rob Zipko. We were edited by Devin Taylor. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder, with original music composed by The Musemaker, Bobby Lord, and John Kimbrough. We were mixed by Enoch Kim, with help from Matthew Bull. Thanks to Lisa Muccio for planning the Season 2 recording event last fall. And a quick disclaimer, no offer to invest is being made to or solicited from the listening audience on today's show. Finally, I want to say a quick thank you to the original sponsor of Season 2, the It's Worth Doing Right family, for taking a leap of faith on us when we were just a little independent podcast. All right, you've been listening to The Pitch from Gimlet Media. I'm Josh Muccio. See you next week. Next week on The Pitch.
5: And we're building
6: a social engagement platform that lets influencers and fans interact at scale. Sounds very cool. How are you monetizing it? Just, but does that mean a lot to the fans? Just that they like yeah. it. Yeah.
7: Need I say more? <laughs> like MySpace. So you can tell you all
6: about MySpace. Yeah,
7: the fact that you even know what MySpace is is a shocker. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> New episodes come out on Wednesdays, twelve p.m. Eastern. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get podcasts. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm.
0: If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.